Hey, yo. I'm like in the leaves over here. <laughs> no, that's how I felt too. I'm like, I'm like in this plant. Mike's up all in my boobies. Mike is covering my cleavage. I know. I always want my boobs to show. Ugh. Okay, well, welcome back, everybody. I am Brooklyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jenna. And this is the Yeah, No, I Know podcast. Um, we're trying to keep it, you know, consistent for you guys. We feel like we were... Uh, a little all over the place and people didn't know our voices and names. So I hope you don't hate our cheesy intro that we've been doing. <laughs> and if you do, just let us know. We'll try and get better at it. <laughs> um, you can be honest with us. But anyways, so today... We're not offended easily. No. No, we're really not. You can disagree with us. That's also okay. so awkward to like tell your name. Like I feel like every like family reunion or event that I'm at, when I have a name tag on, I have to like say who I am and like where I'm from. Like I just sound like a cheese ball. I don't know yes, why. it does feel weird, but we noticed that not everyone like knew our names, and yeah, I think it started the when girl someone in the red. someone called me the girl in the red. I'm like, look, I get it. I don't have the if you want to shame me, shame me with my name. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, some people have spelt my name wrong, but I understand it's going to happen. It's Brooklyn with an I, not a Y. So get it straight, people. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> she even spells it wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or autocorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's my autocorrect. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about today? we gonna talk about the tag on Brooklyn's shoe. (laughs) Look, (laughs) Jenna's shoes. It's not my issue. Jenna's shoes. It's your issue because it's on your foot and you're the one. Well, I don't want to take her tags off. What if she wants to return it? I don't know. But you're wearing it. Not even out of your house. I feel like it's been worn before. Those are really cute, though. They are cute. I like them. What we are actually talking about, though, today is breastfeeding and just kind of like our journeys and like everything that we've learned and how things have come a long way. Jenna um, is 40 and had – I know, don't choke on your cracker. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, she, her, your kids I mean, are, cheese. It's like lactation, oh, cheese. right? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, we uh, – yeah, yeah. To breastfeed, so to not breastfeed. Yes. So I thought we'd talk about, like, I don't know, like everything that we've learned, I've learned, because I'm kind of in the beginning of my journey. Um, Brooklyn's been at it for about a year now, right? Mm -hmm. And then you breastfed your children, you know, the newest one was newest. uh, Most recent was 17 years ago, right? Yeah, in the 1900s. (laughs) (laughs) How long did you breastfeed for, Jenna? Um, I think Dylan was like, seven or eight months and then Skylar I think was like three or four okay so just until I couldn't anymore basically yeah yeah there's like I don't know now that okay so I used to think before I had a baby and breastfed myself not I didn't breastfeed myself and not get all the way up here (laughs) but you know what I mean when I (laughs) I breastfed my daughter I just thought like you like popped your tit out and like you breastfed and like you had enough milk and that's just how it was and like everything was fine and dandy like, and then now doing it, I've learned that I've got to take all these supplements. I've got to drink shit tons of water. I've got to eat extra calories. I've got to do oatmeal. X, Y, and Z. Like, I've been doing oatmeal. And so in the beginning, um, my daughter had, um, like, a tongue tie and a lip tie. We had to get that figured out. So did Jensen. Yeah. you. I remember you saying that. And so it makes it difficult for them to, like, breastfeed and latch and all that. So I got that sorted out on day three or four of her being on this earth. And so I was 
happy for that. And then I just was having all of these like issues, like it felt like supply issues. Like I've been trying to pump and whatever. And so I have like stuff I wanted to go into about like what I've learned and like just to try and put stuff out there in case you guys are going through the same thing because I've realized that breastfeeding is a lot more difficult and um, difficult not only physically but like mentally and emotionally too, I think, than people mm-hmm. like talk about because yeah. I didn't really realize it was a thing. And I like was looking all over baby blogs and baby stuff and like for the longest time before I had Harlow and I never realized how fucking difficult it was. Yeah. So I would say to start off because you mentioned the tongue ties. So yeah, tongue ties and lip ties are so common um, for whatever reason, specifically in like Caucasian people uh, or nationalities. Hmm. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, it's really, really common. Um, and it wasn't, I mean, five, ten years ago, people didn't really know about them. And they, talk, and they still don't really talk about it. Like, doctors won't talk to you about so it in the hospital. So I, well, I was really going to say, Dylan, I think he does have, like, I think he has what would have been considered needing to be cut on his tongue. You can get it released as an adult. He can have it looked well, at. Well, he can make that decision on his own. But, um, yeah, like, we, it wasn't anything that was brought to our attention. It could have been why I couldn't breastfeed longer. Um, was it painful? excruciating so see that's what i was gonna say is it should not be painful and that's usually like the number one sign of your kid has a tongue or a lip tie is mm-hmm. when it's painful because they're like smashing your nipple against like the roof of their mouth and shaping or with it their on. gums yeah. yeah all i know is it hurt but i yeah. think yeah th- they didn't think talk about that 20 years ago yeah so it's so crazy so if it hurts so i got lucky that the pediatrician in the hospital actually looked at it and caught his tongue tie. But when I went to a tongue tie wow. specialist, they asked me, well, who told you that he had a tongue tie? Because a lot of times pediatricians don't even check it or look for it. I was going to say, they and, didn't talk to us about that. And they said that a lot of times it's chiropractors who who see that in kids because it can affect so much. I, there is so much that tongue ties and lip ties affects. back here. Oh, Even yeah. as an adult, if you have it yes. pretty bad, you can always have chronic headaches and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I know people that that's happened too. So if, if breastfeeding is painful in any way, definitely either look into um, a chiropractor that specializes, you know, in children or infant, you know, and have them take a look at it or talk to your pediatrician about it. Um my only warning with the pediatrician is a lot of time they're just aware of tongue ties, not of lip or cheek ties. So um, I, I would even say just look into either um, a specialist. Like in San Diego, there's an amazing place called Team Tongue Tie. This is what they do. However, I don't think there's places like that everywhere. Usually I think it's pediatric dentists that mm. you can go to. That So you really have to look it up and kind of do your research, find someone that specializes in that but if it is painful or it hurts or you have blisters or white nipples when you're done breastfeeding that's usually a sign of um lip ties or cheek ties um also if they hiccup a lot that's another one oh yeah, yeah. dylan had the hiccups a see lot. yeah hiccups we're diagnosing time. dylan for you 20 Sorry, years um, later <laughs> I know. Uh, I will also say there's another thing that I I'm going to make an appointment for Harlow to go to the chiropractor because um I have heard from multiple people that if your baby is very gassy and fussy, which mine is, um there are tweaks in the back that they can do that will like fix it. Um, She's probably going to have a blowout on the table. Robinson did probably. every time we took him to the chiropractor. Really? Oh yeah. Not a blowout, but he definitely would like poop or like right afterwards he would poop. Yeah. I'll have to get the information from you because that sounds like a good one. We took Skylar to the chiropractor for um, asthma. Oh, oh there wow. you go. 
don't know how it's related. Chiropractic care can do so much. Well, there's another thing called, uh, it starts with a T, and I should look this up so I'm not talking out of my ass, but it's like torticolitis. Torticolitis. Torta something. So Danielle's going to kill us that we don't know this. I know. I just (laughs) was voice texting her with this about about it yesterday. Danielle is a lactation consultant that we're going to have on our show. Our show? This is a show? Our yeah. podcast, our show um, soon. She's like super knowledgeable. She's awesome. Um, and she's excited to come hang out. And I was texting her about this yesterday. But basically like a baby can be born with a kink in their neck if they like outgrow your womb. I had a pretty giant baby. She was two weeks late. Um, she also uh, was in the birth canal for 60 hours before I had her. So I can imagine that she's got some kinks going on. So I'm excited to get her to the chiropractor. Speaking of which, I was supposed to do that today, and it is already 4.06. Shit. You're supposed to um, get her to the chiropractor? Call to make an appointment. Oh. So there's that that we're going to explore, and I'd love to hear more from you about the chiropractor. Like, why did you go? Like, what's – Um, I just – I have a great chiropractor that we love, and I went once a week when I was pregnant. That is probably my biggest piece of advice – Go before you get pregnant, ladies. Get your back in good shape. Yeah, not real. not just alignment, but also like work out your back muscles. I feel like it's something girls don't do a lot. Yeah. And then you, my friend, I talk about this. She's like, I wish I would have worked out more because it's so much weight and heaviness that like, it is. you know, when you are pregnant. Build that core. Yeah, exactly. And your core isn't just your abs. It's your back too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but going to the chiropractor once a week, like saved my life when I was pregnant. And then, um... I was just after having the baby, it was like, hey, I need an adjustment and you might as well adjust him while we're here because, I mean, yeah, gosh, they go through the canal and they're all He's tweaked like and... does babies though too, right? Oh, like, yes. You're, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He's done Jensen a couple times. Because not all of them are. I think... Every... No. You have to have someone who specializes. Also, if you're pregnant too, don't just go to any chiropractor. Right. Make Prenatal sure... chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and I wanted to kind of share some of the stuff that I have learned and I'd love for you to think of some tips too for people that are going through a breastfeeding journey. But I was getting frustrated because my daughter would like pop on and off a ton and just like kind of kick her legs and bicycle in the air and throw her arms around and stuff. And I kept thinking, okay, she's not getting enough food, so I need to supplement with formula. So I started supplementing with formula actually on day four because my milk didn't come until day five. And she was like starving. Like I felt like she was starving um, and she was a big baby. So we got her on a formula, like supposedly like one of the best ones, like Holly from Germany. And so um, today, just today, um, a sensitive one from HIP got delivered because I'm trying to figure out where, like, the deal with all this gas. I've bought every gadget that has been suggested by people online, you guys, everything, and nothing really seems to be making much of a difference. So I was getting frustrated with that, and then I was trying to, like, I felt like I wasn't making enough milk because she would keep popping on and off and seemed frustrated But I'm like, maybe it's because it comes out of the bottle faster. And I didn't know this until I had to buy bottles like on day four. But they the nipples, um, there's like a one that's like. I think there's even a zero. Is there? The slow flow. I I think some are like zero. I need to get that then because I need to. She's like, I feel like she gets frustrated because she's had the bottle and it comes out faster. And someone was telling me yesterday that um, when it comes out faster, it can cause more gas, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like when you eat too fast and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, and then she had also told me something that I didn't really think about, but she was, and I didn't know about, I guess, but she was saying like, cause I was, I'm telling her, I'm like, I'm pumping and I'm trying to pump like often. So my body knows and put her on my boob often. So my body knows that I need to make more milk. Um, and so I was trying to pump and like every time I'd pump, I would get like 
in the beginning, it was great. I got a lot. And then I was getting like less than an ounce. What was a lot to you? Like I got like two ounces on each side kind of. So that felt like a lot to me. Um, Maybe even more, maybe three. Like it was up to like the pump on the willow thing. I mean, it it can vary because I know a girl who would pump and get like 20 ounces. And I was like, like, how is that humanly possible? Her knockers were like insane though. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's... So she was differs, a freak of nature. <laughs> it differs from day to day, too, like your supply, which I didn't know. Yep. And then some people, you get a lot when you when you breast pump and some don't. But like this person I spoke to the other day, she's, she's exclusively fed her child for 19 months mm-hmm. with no formula, supplementation, no issues. And she, when she pumps, she gets like nothing out of her boobs. So I wanted to touch on something else today because I used Brooklyn's pump earlier um, yes, we share pumps. Yeah, you might she think forgot hers. Weird, I'm like, here, use mine. <laughs> yeah, so um, of course we cleaned it and all that stuff. Um, but I used that and I got way more milk out than with my other pumps. I have the Willow and I have actually did pretty good this morning with the Willow, a surprise. But and then I also got um, the Lansino uh, pump and I got way more with her. So I just bought it on Amazon. It's going to be delivered tonight. The Medella. The Medella, sorry. Um, I've heard yeah. that with the willow before, though. I've heard some yeah, people are like, it was a that. waste of money that they're like, I would use my regular pump and I would get a bunch out of it and I would get like maybe one or two ounces out of the willow. Is it the could, willow prettier? It, it sits in your bra. You don't have to be stuck to the wall. It's the wireless the one yeah. that I should have. Well, I well, it's probably not. I mean, anything battery operated, I feel like isn't going to be as powerful as a like plug, like blow dryers, you know? That's how I feel. I feel like the Willow shouldn't be your exclusive pump, maybe, Mm, from my experience now, trying Mm. three of them. But I will say that my Lansano one doesn't work that great either. I don't get much out of it. And honestly, I don't remember much from breastfeeding, but I do remember I used the Medulla. Yeah, she had the Medulla. Medulla, Medulla, whatever. Medulla. It's been around. It was hideous and it was loud. It's kind of like (laughs) it's been around for a long time. And that's like just a really good, well known brand for breast pumping stuff in general. The bottles that you used were they the kind with like a little bag in them? That I don't remember. Okay. That's what my mom used. She's like, that's what we had. And I was like, I actually remember those. Like, I don't know, just seeing them in movies or something. I don't I know. I feel like no. I feel like they were like little bottles mm-hmm. yeah. that were attached. And then you would okay. take it out and put it in the fridge. But, okay. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I didn't know about flange sizes. No one oh, yeah. told me about that. No Not one. Like the nipple? So it's like it's the, the size nipple of the size of, yeah. of like the suction part for like on your nipple. And so I had no idea. And um, I don't know. I was having a, I didn't really pump in the beginning. I just, oh, the haka, like all hail. The, did you not use the haka? I haven't like used it more than once because when she's on me, Oh, she's kicking. She will kick it right the fuck off. So a haka is like this suction cup, like silicone thing. It looks like a grenade. It does kind of look like a grenade. And you suck it to your boob. And then when they're feeding on one side, your other side, you know how it like drains and leaks. So rather than just letting it waste, you catch all that milk. Is that like your ladybug thing that you... So the ladybugs are, you. I sleep with them and they're in here and they collect milk or throughout the day or whatever if I'm at home. they And you can, you know, you empty them and use the milk so it doesn't go to waste um like earlier upstairs I was like dripping milk while I was putting this bra on I'm like oh great so it's for that but like the hawk I don't understand because there's no room here for it where my when my child is nursing like it is too long like she takes up this whole she's huge I don't know I mean Jensen was he was fairly long but I don't know I I just did it 
She also kicks her leg. She would kick that off so fast. Mm. Well, I'm glad there you could use that. There was times where he did, or I would have to like hold it to make sure he didn't kick it off. But I loved the haka. But I just, well, back to flange sizes. No one told me about that because I didn't really pump in the beginning until I started going to work. And then I had to pump. And yeah, so if you don't know what a flange size is or your pump isn't working, like try looking into the different flange sizes and measuring your nipple and making sure it's the right one because I had no idea about that. And I think I actually, if there is a size smaller, I probably could go even go one size smaller. There is. There's all the way down to like 17, I think. Yeah, or... I could go a size or two smaller than probably, but it's worked. And so I've just left it alone. But I, if you look at the pictures and the videos, I actually think my size is too big for me, but it works. Mm. So I've just yeah. left it. I'm like, whatever. I'm almost done, so... I just have yeah. to say there's a part of me that's like envious of you guys, but then there's also a part of me that's like, I'm so glad I had a kid when I did because <laughs> so there's simple, so like, I almost feel like I'm like so far back in the day, like I just squatted in a field and like had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> because like all the things that you guys <laughs> This visual is just so great. <laughs> I'm loving this. It's like obviously like we had things to like figure out, but like with the internet and with all of the stuff that you guys have, like all the information, it's like overwhelming. It's too much. It is. There's so much. And I feel like, and there's so much pressure too. Like, like everyone knows if you're breastfeeding or if you're not and how, and, and not even is it like good or bad to breastfeed, but now like how you breastfeed and how often and how much you get. And like, there's so much to it that like, I feel like the stress of it all alone will make your like milk supply Dry depleted. Yeah. And it does. And it yeah. does. I, like, I feel so bad. Like I, it's kind of like the internet. We were talking about this earlier. Like I grew up like doing my homework on a typewriter and flattering my hair on an ironing board. But then I also was in high school, had a cell phone and had it, you know, like say I lived both lives mm. and I feel like I'm glad I didn't have the internet as a child and like a junior high person, but like, I'm glad I get to experience it now. So it's like, I'm kind of glad I, didn't have all that pressure and other people's pressure. I only had to get judged when I went out in public. Yeah. You guys, it's constant. There, like, there is a lot of scrutiny around how you do it if you do formula. It's funny. Back in the day, you used to be like known as like a poor person basically if you if you breastfed. Like it was it was like really? classy and like, yeah, and like respected to like do formula. That's what the rich people did, like the successful Because you had to buy it. Mm -hmm. We did, Possibly, um, but it's, it's, yeah. we it's, did soy milk, which back then, soy milk was the better option to um, formula. So we were like, oh, soy milk. Well, now we're like, oh, don't drink soy milk because yeah. all the hormones. So my poor son, like, was sipping on soy milk for, like, He's a you soy know. boy. But yeah. we also did a lot of goat's milk, which I think That's is good. important to know, like, if there's a depletion of, like, um, formula again uh i have goat milk formula God, right please now. Yep. Don't. goat yeah. milk like you can just literally grab the goat's milk off the shelf at like whole foods or jimbo's or sprouts or something and give it to your child and it's the closest thing to human milk so i've heard that even going to a farmer's market and getting like straight Absolutely. up like goat's milk from the farmer's market is like yeah. awesome and yeah. i'm curious mm -hmm. if any of you were like affected by the formula shortage you know thank god I wasn't. I had just gotten on a subscription plan like maybe a month before that with um, Bobby. It's like, I mean, Holly, Bobby. Holly and Bobby are like some of the and hip. I haven't like, heard of that one. I probably have seen it. Danielle told me yesterday those three are like the okay. best but, ones. Yeah. So for like organic, natural, and if you use 
Similac or Infamil. There's nothing wrong with those. I just wanted like more of an organic, you know, approach. And so we went with Bobby. There's also starch in some of them. If you got to get the pre, if it says pre in front of it, don't confuse that with like pre me or whatever. It mm. means there's no starch in it. There's no starch in Bobby though. So you're good. Oh, okay. I checked. <laughs> yeah. Well, we went with Bobby because there's, um, you know, grapeseed oil, palm oil. I had tried an Infamil and the first thing was... um corn syrup and I was like why is that in baby formula? yeah why is that in baby formula so I chose not to go that route and wanted something um you know this just... generation alpha is gonna live forever who this, this your generation your kids like oh they're just so gonna be so they're healthy with alpha. all the information generation oh, alpha hopefully what's it alpha alpha, alpha. That's alpha. What our kids are. oh hell yeah that's yeah. so cool I didn't know that you didn't know yeah. that I knew alpha. that before they were even born because my cousins in that's the so industry, they the... named them like 15 years before they were born that's crazy. So Isn't that funny. weird? I love it. The price tag on these different formulas is just, it varies. So I think that's a lot, you know, the reason why some people yes. have, do the other ones. Yes. But, but yeah, is, if you can do something like goat's milk, that's mm -hmm. still inexpensive, but you know, um, anyways, but yeah, we went with Bobby and thankfully. And you can drink it too. There you go. I don't drink milk, but. I don't either. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, if you do. If you do. <laughs> yeah. We had just gone on a subscription plan um, and they actually shut down, like you couldn't, they weren't accepting like new clients. They like, still aren't. New. They still aren't. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, that's bummer. crazy. So So I will say though, if you're like because you can't get Bobby and some of the other ones, you can order from um there's a so there's three websites that you can order Holly and Hip from and other ones that I linked in one of my last YouTube videos. It was um, A Day With My Newborn, I think, was the name of it. And I linked all of those because you can get them within days. From, from Europe. Oh, nice. yeah. yeah. So mine just got delivered today. I ordered it. Um, it shipped on Friday. And I mm -hmm. just got it. So there's that. Um, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about supplements. So a lot of people say, oh, take fenugreek. Fenugreek is what you want to take. And that can either deplete your supply or make it mm -hmm. awesome. So I stopped taking the what I had that, that, ha it, that was in it. Um, Danielle told me to stop taking that. Yeah. And I didn't know brewer's yeast existed in pills. Mm -hmm. I just got those on Amazon the other day. So I started taking them a day ago. Or and just then, drink a good dark beer. I don't like dark beer. Oh, wow. I only like Corona. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Stella. Dos Equis. I like Dos Equis. <laughs> I like basically Mexican beer. Um, yeah. But you just started. I did the um, liquid gold by. I started that too. What's the name of it? Legendary Milk. Legendary Milk. They're great. And they have all different kinds of supplements of pills and stuff, um, different ones. And I would suggest the starter pack um, where they give you like four different kinds. And so you can try them. And the liquid gold worked the best for me. But there was like Milkapalooza and Pump Princess. And a few oh. of them worked pretty good. But I should get the starter pack. I wasn't aware of that. I liquid just got gold liquid was, gold and it yeah. hasn't done anything for me. That was my favorite. Oh, so yeah, try different ones. So I'll try that. I'm also on Moringa, which is like $26 on Amazon. Um, a neighbor of mine uses it and thinks it works really great. But everyone's body's different, so it feels like you have to figure out what it is. Yeah. There's things to stay away from, too, that decrease your milk supply and can make your baby fussy as well. So I stopped taking drinking my Nespresso's yesterday because I think that I'm drinking too much caffeine with those. And it can cause a very wakeful baby and fussiness. So I'm trying that out. We'll mm -hmm. see how that goes. Um, but Moringa and then the Brewer's Yeast I'm on and then Nettle Tea, I heard. I haven't heard of that one. Um, I know that there's teas that a lot of girls take that help with breastfeeding. And um, beer is another thing. And oatmeal is great. Like have oatmeal, oatmeal yeah. every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of oatmeal. 
Um, um, and if you, there's lots of supplements out there that are like lactation cookies or brownies and they're yummy and they're good, but they can be expensive, like from Target and stuff. Um, just look up online. Like there's like recipes that you can do for lactation cookies. And I've heard, I never did it, but I heard a lot of people like love those and swear by them. I have too. You can yeah. also make oatmeal balls, which I have mm-hmm. made with little like um, chocolate chips in them, peanut butter for more protein. You can also put protein powder in there. Um, and I was also told by somebody yesterday to just like put my daughter on my boob like every like hour basically to that's, tell my body because their saliva communicates the with your – best thing that you can do to keep your supply up. Yeah. It's the hormones in their saliva. Yeah. So if you feel like a decrease – I've had days like that where like we've been filming and like I haven't pumped today. And I'm like, all right, rather than going home and pumping, I'm going to put him on the boob so that I keep my supply up, you know? Yeah. And Our we, lactation cookie is good because I've – Never taken one or heard I've of one, but I've one. heard that they're really, really good. I've heard that they're really bomb. Them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard they're bomb. Maybe I'll make us some. <laughs> that would be cool. We'll get Jenna eating some lactation cookies. <laughs> if you start lactating again I don't at think 40. I want leaky boobs. <laughs> yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. Boobs. But I feel like, like no one talks about – well, not no one, but like I feel like I just didn't realize how difficult breastfeeding was going to be and that I would need all these supplements. So I wish I had known because I probably would have bought them in advance just to have them just in case because I'm like that type of person and then I'll return them if I don't use them. But um, yeah, it can be difficult and there's just like you got to figure out what works for you. But there are things that will decrease your milk supply too. So look that up for sure. Um, I know cinnamon, peppermint, spearmint, all that yeah, kind of peppermint. stuff. Um, I'm blanking on the ones that decrease your supply. I want to say sage is one of them too. Yes, I just remember is. not to be confused with Cleary sage or Clary sage. I don't know what that is. I just remember Danielle, I saw Danielle around the holidays and she's like, careful with the holidays. Things have sage. They have peppermint. They have, you know. Yeah. So the holidays can be tricky with that. I'm curious because I feel like it's kind of like a hot topic as well as um, like breastfeeding in public. Like how do you guys feel about that? I know mm. I did it, um, but you, I was always. did? I did do it, um, but Were I always co- covered, covered. Always. Yeah. But not because like. I felt shamed. I just don't want my boobs out. Yeah. <laughs> like that was my whole thing. Like I just don't want people seeing my boobs. Um, but I I don't think it was as shamed back then either because there was no internet. So people weren't talking about how it or bad or whatever. So I'm curious now with yeah. the internet and everything, how do you guys feel about it? So I will breastfeed in public, but I will be covered. And that's because I'm more comfortable that way. Um, but if you're not and you are okay with that, then that's your own life. You could do that too. But, um, I would want to be covered and, um, that's more comfortable, but I personally am not breastfeeding in public right now because it's so difficult for me. Like, Mm. like I have to be here. I have to make sure she's on. I have to make sure she's not kicking everything off. She's just kicking my shirt and hitting me in the face. So like, I have to really like be there. Like mm-hmm. I heard it gets easier after the three month mark where they just kind of latch on and you can just sit there. <laughs> yeah. That is not my life right now. Like it yeah. is not that way. Or like if you want to do that, then you do that. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I think because I know people who are like that, like, well, it's natural and it's feeding and my it child. Is. I feed Jensen all the time in public. I will say at first it was difficult. I was like, I don't know how people do it with these covers on because it's really hard at first figuring it out, especially when they can't hold their head up. Yes. So if if you're in that position, just know it does get That's easier. Right like like I, like she said, like at the three month mark, they can hold their head up, their neck, and they just latch on. And you know, I've been in the second row at church, like during service, and I just throw the little cover on, and 
he like would fall asleep in there, you know? And even now, like we serve at our church on Sundays and I have him in the carrier and I throw a cover over the top and you do the little like pull your boob up and you he latches on and he'll like fall asleep in there, you know, but everything's yeah. covered. So everyone knows, everyone knows what's going on under there, but no one can see anything. He's fine, you know? So just with my- that being said, also probably more people than ever have seen my boob now that I was because, <laughs> because your kid's screaming and it's like anxiety to a mom and you're just like, here, here's my boob. Like you it guys leaking. You guys never saw my boob until I started breastfeeding. And it's like, I was like, okay, I don't care. And I would just whip it out. Like here, put the boob in your mouth. Shut up. Stop crying you know I'd love to hear from you guys like how do you feel about that I know it's a very controversial subject so we can all like have our opinions without you know shaming anyone or you know mm-hmm. don't push your opinions on people other people but like yeah I'm curious what you guys think about that yeah um last thing I want to throw out there because I know there's a lot of like um you know still kind of controversy around like formula or versus breastfeeding and you know which do you do and and I've I've done both we he was exclusively breastfed until about seven months and then we started supplementing because I just couldn't like pump enough he just was a hungry boy um but I know people who have gone straight to bottle and formula because they had no other option like they couldn't produce and I think that's that's one story mine's another story um that's what happened to me yeah after three months and after three or four and then after like six or seven yeah so but you like tried you did it at first and but I will say this I know people who just like choose like "Mm, I'm not gonna do the breastfeeding route and they're just like I want you know for whatever reason and I just want to encourage people because if you can produce milk um it's not easy to breastfeed it's not easy to pump but nothing about being a mom is meant to be easy and it's for what's best for your child. And I think if, you know, you do the research, you will see that like it really is the best option for them. So if you can do that, I just want to encourage people. I know that it can be hard mentally. It can be hard physically, um, but just don't give up. Like there is support out there. There are so many um what do they call them? Like lactation support groups. Consultants. Yeah. And well, consultants and groups, you know, so if you're struggling with that rather than just as easier, if, and it, it may come to that point, but just like maybe exhaust all your resources. I just want to encourage people. Cause I just know people that have like done that and they just like, Oh, it's fine. I'm just going to do formula. But at the end of the day, if you could do it and it's better for your child, I just would encourage you to do that. No shame if you don't, but you know, just yeah, encourage people not. I agree with that too. And I will also say though, on the flip side, like if it's taking a serious toll on your um, mental health, like do what you need to do for you also, because if you're not like in like your right mind and happy and healthy, then how are you going to take care of a child? And one way or the other, I do agree that breast milk is the healthiest option. I, it's not actually a matter of agreeing. It's a fact. But, you know, there are people that aren't able to do it or you struggle with it or you had surgery right after or there's a lot of different reasons why people can't. And my heart goes out to people that are not able to because it's it is a bonding experience. But I'll be honest, I'm at the point where I'm about to give up because it's it's frustrating. It's like, you know, you're trying to figure out exactly what's going to work and what isn't. And like I'll be gone for three hours and, you know, she doesn't latch well enough like to do that in public like easily. So, you know, I will supplement a bottle. So I am doing like I'm doing a little bit of both because mm-hmm. she eats a lot, too. Um, and I mean, girl can put down some milk. It's insane. So I've been trying to like like the other day, I just offered her the boob and until like 3 p.m. She was like, OK with that. 
And then I put my boob in her mouth and she was screaming bloody murder. And it was like, get that fucking titty out of my mouth. And so I was like, all right, get the bottle going. And I got the baby Brezza and that thing is fucking awesome. It, oh. You just press a button for my phone. I can make the bottle from across. It's amazing. So I'll, ch- I'll link that for you with my little is affiliate link. coffee maker thing? No, it's, oh. um, it, it's a baby Brezza. Like you, ha- there's an app on my phone. I could make a bottle from here. Like if there was a bottle. Oh, yeah. wow. That's cool. It's heck? super cool. I've and it's like as warm as you need it to be and everything. So, mm. I mean, yes, I totally am. Uh, I think that it's great to like exhaust all your options if that's what you want to do. Like just figure out what you want and then do that, mm-hmm. you know, because it is a hard journey and it's. It's hard to like keep up your supply and like do all of these different things and drink enough water and not drink alcohol. I mean, shit, we just went nine fucking months without alcohol. Like I want some alcohol. So I still drink alcohol. My kid's fine. (laughs) You have to watch how much you drink though, right? You can't like get Well, 0.1% of what you drink or consume goes into your breast milk. So if you've only had like two glasses of wine, I think you're fine. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Like uh, just to back up what you're saying breastfeeding is the healthier option like just scientifically like that's been proven but if your child is getting fed you are a good mom yeah and it doesn't matter how they're getting fed whether from the boob ghost milk formula like you're doing a good job period mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um and there's just so much information out there you just have to figure out what's going to work for you and the different supplements that could possibly work for you and you know you just you just do what you can do and you know if if it's taking a serious toll on you like Nick to me said the other day he's like if you're this stressed out about it like just don't like we have formula she's not gonna die you had formula like you lived on formula from you know whatever so I feel like if it's something you're really committed to and it's something that you really want to do and you're able to um figure out the different things and supplements like do that and you know just do what you'll feel good about because at the end of the day, what Jenna said is so true. If your child is not hungry, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So um, if you guys have any questions, I don't know. I'm a newbie to this. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but I have done as much research as I feel like I could physically possibly do and bought every supplement I could possibly buy. Like nipple shields, by the way, I didn't realize that they were not only just to protect your nipple, but to get your nipple longer to go into your child's mouth because that helped me in the very beginning too. Yeah. Because from, right from that bottle on the fourth day, she was used to a longer nipple. And then mm. I put her on mine. And I have really good breastfeeding nipples, supposedly, I've been told, by the uh, lactation consultants at the hospital. These nipple shields in that way, yeah, too. Yeah, that's amazing. So I didn't know if, that. I don't know. If you have any questions, like maybe maybe one of us will have experience with it or have yeah, researched reach out, it. Please. I don't know. Maybe we'll know. Maybe we won't. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And um, we'd love to hear about your breastfeeding journeys. And maybe you have tips for us or for me. Um, mm-hmm. I would love that. I'm near the end of mine, which is exciting and sad too and scary. You'll have another one soon. Not soon. Not we'll see. Soon. I said it here first. <laughs> I just started my period this morning, so I'm good. Congrats. Thank, thank God. I was worried it wasn't going to come. <laughs> mine better come because <laughs> I was not careful last week at all. Me either. That's why I'm happy mine came. <laughs> so bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Nothing in this podcast is being claimed as fact. Most everything discussed here are our own individual, personal opinions, beliefs, and experiences. We encourage you to always do your own research and form your own opinions. Nothing one person says on this podcast goes for everyone here. Each individual speaking is speaking only for themselves and no one else on the podcast. Now that that's out of the way, let's get started.